The beats, the flow, the rhythm. All movements start from the streets. Streets saying our podcast. Man, good to be here. Good to be here. Welcome to the Streets saying our podcast, man. It's your host, Giddy Jicky, with it. Man, we ain't even warm up at all. Hey, shit, I'm used to at least a little bit of a warm up. Shit. What? I, I mean, shit, it's cold outside. I couldn't warm up. It's, it's the car was dry. You know what I'm saying? This is when you just wake up and you late, so you ain't got no time to put your automatic starter on. You just hop in that bitch. Man. Hope you crank up. Get the going. Man, maybe. This your other host, Johnny No Good. And he's tired. Mm-hmm. We all tired, but we making it. We making it. I will say this, though. I'm cool with sitting down today. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to my wife mm-hmm. for getting us some ash cushions. <laughs> Cause this bench been hurting for a year. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We need a little support, man. Mm. She done leveled us up, man. Mm-hmm. We we gonna be brand new. Mm-hmm. I know that's why Johnny's still waking up. If he was still sitting on that damn wood, he'd been woke. Mm-hmm. Nah, he's still he's just plush right now. Man, yeah, comfortable. Shout out to Joe. This shit alpaca right here. No man, we definitely got some. <laughs> got to get some seats. I got my young guys. They got some new seats that I got to put together. So we're gonna have them for the next pod. You know, we trying to level up a little bit. It's the little things that matter, mm-hmm. and that shit in life and anything. The little shit is what matters. Make the difference. So anything to make us more comfortable. So I heard you. I heard your complaint, Johnny. <laughs> We trying to take care of, we trying to take care of all issues. Man, shout outs. The best way we can. And shout out, man, because Nassitol is a disease out here. Man, that shit rough. And I do not got no cushion back there, so shout out. <laughs> man. Just just sacrum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but man, yeah, we here today, man. We got us uh, another guest. We on a little run again. Mm-hmm. We going to be on a run probably through the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um. We got a guest who's been who's pretty involved in the music scene, uh, in music, especially in the background, but also is a bit of a mystery for most folks, even myself. I'll be like, what do he do do? You know what I'm saying? I see certain things. Um, this is a man I've seen um when it comes to uh DJing. Um I'm also know he works the background in a lot of music, and my man be traveling with this shit. So he has to be good at his craft, and he's um, a part of an extremely dope series that was going on, I think, primarily during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, with some heavy hitters on the show uh, oh. as well, which we'll get into. But, man, I'm going to call you. I ain't going to call you by government. You might want to keep that. <laughs> but, uh, we got our guy, Word is Bond, in What's the up? house, man. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good afternoon. Yeah, man. So just starting out for real, for real. I've been trying to think like, what do he do outside? I've seen you DJ, mm-hmm. and I've seen your travels, and I've seen the show. Um, but what is it in music? Who are you? Um, you know, what do you do? What do you offer up to the world? I'm mainly an audio engineer. So when it comes to doing traveling and whatnot, I'm working like doing front of house sound, which is mixing sound for the audience. Or I'm mixing sound for the band, which is doing monitors, in-ear monitors, et cetera, et cetera. Or I'm stage managing or production managing or tour managing. Any of those all at the same time or just one individually. But yeah, I 
I'm mainly an audio engineer, but um, I I definitely hobby and DJ, and I've been doing it for a while. And um, also a backup. No, I'm not a backup dancer. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> the backup dancer to the backup dancers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, man, audio engineering. I've been. I went to school. Um, I graduated college with an audio engineering degree, and literally two or three weeks after I graduated, I went on tour and kind of hasn't stopped then I, I mean i went to school for recording like to work in a studio mm. and then it was like you want a tour and i was like mm, yeah i think i do mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's two very very different beasts too you know like being in a studio versus being live engineer it's like you have the opportunity in a studio to make something so polished or something uh, sterile is kind of a wrong word, I think, in the studio aspect. But like versus live, you got one shot. You know, one, do it, do it, and do it right. You know, so I kind of like fed off that energy of like only being able to recreate a situation one time. You know, mm. so man, that's crazy. So right after graduate, what, what, to, who did you tour with? This Canadian bluegrass band <laughs> was fucking wild. Like, yeah, they were called the Clumsy Lovers. I met them because I started in radio engineering too. Like, I, I went to Iowa Western and did a radio program. And then after that, I went to audio engineering school. So I was, I started my own radio show and I would interview these bands coming across uh, do, touring and they come to Omaha and I'd pull them on my show and interview them, et cetera, et cetera. And I maintained these relationships and then they found out that I went to school and they're like, yo, you want to, I mean, yeah, I'll pay you $50 a week to go on tour in a bus and a trailer. <laughs> yeah, any 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid's going to want to do that, I guess. But looking back, I'm like, man, I was whoring myself out for that. <laughs> Whore? Yeah. But for me, man, it all started with Quincy Jones, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I, I played trumpet um, growing up. And then, like, throughout high school, I was like, I don't really want to, like, have a career as a trumpet player but like i found out one of my teachers showed me who quincy jones was and miles miles davis and i was like mr brian walker by the way norris middle school teacher shout out to him but yeah i was introduced to quincy and found out whoa you can make records like bad thriller you know off the wall all this stuff i'm like he's homies with frank sinatra made oprah you know fresh prince of bel-air i'm like damn I got to do this. And so that was kind of the path that I took. Mm. That's crazy, man. Shout out to the teachers who just, yeah, man, you on your path. Yeah. Teaching is an important thing, man. Inspiring, you know, having those real, real teachers. And that's the root of education, man. It comes from the Latin derivative educe, which means to bring out Mm -hmm. educere is to bring out from within. So education comes from reaching in and grabbing what's already there. All they did was light the spark. You had the match ready. Yeah. They just had to light it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's funny. You talked about, basically you got five jobs in music. Yeah. You had, uh, audio engineer, you DJ, even though you said it's a hobby, um, production manager, tour manager. And it was like one more. I think you said, uh, monitor in front of house engineer. Yeah. Mixing. Mm-hmm. And you said you might do the all three. That's <laughs> a crazy, yeah. That's a crazy setup. Yeah. What out of those, I'm going to say outside of audio engineering, when it comes to the, the front of house or the production manager or the, uh, tour manager, which one do you kind of enjoy the most and, and why? 
I mean, when it comes down to it, tour managing is like an adult babysitter. Mm. So I don't really like doing that shit. You know, like I like using my ears and my brain <laughs> to work, you know. So I think production managing, like I, do, I don't mind working and as a tour manager. I don't get that wrong, but I only work for certain artists as a tour manager because I know how they're going to be, you know, and I can I can deal with that. But uh, production managing, I love it because it's like you're creating you're you're helping create such a like an event like and you know when somebody goes to a concert they're going to a concert like hoping to be or should be inspiring you know like you should learn something from that you know and it's like i've always you know you i have to give the artist the best opportunity to create that for them you know like my job is to make it easy for the artist to walk on stage and knock out the show you know and that's my number one job and like knowing that like and pulling that off is like probably the most fulfilling for sure yeah man i've definitely seen some good stuff and some bad stuff on them stages um when it comes to like especially when you talk about production management and doing shows so i'm pretty sure you've done different genres of shows mm-hmm. um can you describe how some of the subtle differences that make the difference based on the music. So a rock show mm-hmm. and working with the sound and and there's a certain texture that has to be there mm-hmm. versus like a hip hop show mm-hmm. and what the what you're trying to get out of the sound and get the for people to feel and experience. Can you kind of if you can put in the words like what's the difference or in your opinion, what's some of the differences in that sound and texture of of tweaking that sound to make it sound right for the audience? I mean, it's interesting because I kind of look at music as a spectrum, like in a, in the in a way where it's just like a canvas, a blank canvas before it starts, and you can only put so much stuff on this canvas before it doesn't make any sense, you know. So with hip hop, it's low end driven, low end, high end. A lot of times, like it's I don't know, but like personally, I mix music just to make it sound good, you know. And for me, I think rock is like it's all the same for me, like mixing, I'm just trying to make it sound as best as I possibly can, to be honest. Yeah. And I think that's like the comfort I have working with certain artists that I do, because I do work with all different. I work from like heavy metal artists, which is a new thing for me to like hip hop artists, to R and B artists, to rock artists, you know, it's, it's all across the spectrum for me. And I think for me coming at from that perspective of just understanding that it's all got to fit in this one place. Like, I think that makes the most sense. Like, yeah, I was, I was thinking, I remember working at, uh, at, at a venue here at the slowdown and they had a metal show. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was very, uh, it wasn't like garage metal. It was like high production metal mm-hmm. where I didn't realize in metal that the lead singer is really singing mm-hmm. is a true vocalist. Yeah. And some of those dudes got major pipes. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, <clears throat> I did not know that. And mm-hmm. like, for me, I know, like you said, hip hop is more like low and high ends, but um, like in the metal show, like I can only imagine like making sure tweaking that microphone, mm-hmm. um, having a good microphone to even catch those without it clipping. 
I guess just using using certain tools, you know, that you can take advantage of. Like obviously with a vocalist like that, you gotta compress a vocal, you know, so you can. Because also you have blazing guitar amps coming behind that vocal. So yeah, just there are definitely certain methods of mixing. Um, but as far as like sonically, I like to try and just make it sound the best that it possibly can. Mm. Yeah. I just got done touring with a metal band, but they didn't have vocals. It was like an instrumental three piece heavy metal band. It was like pretty wild. <laughs> was were they still moshing? Yeah. Getting busy. Yeah, but it was like it's like math rock. So like it, the people came to the show to like watch these musicians because they're insanely talented. So they're just like, a lot of them are like, whoa, watching the stage. But yeah, they definitely move for sure. They definitely move. Yeah, man. Cool, man. Like, so I'm going to switch gears before I throw it to my guy. Um, one thing that I saw you all doing, you were working with your guy, Kethro, mm-hmm. and y'all created um, Jazz Night. Yeah. Can you explain what, how did, what was Jazz Night or is, excuse me, not what, what is Jazz Night and how did, you know, the inception of it and kind of where it's going now? Um, Jazz Night is an Omaha tradition. It's been going on for 40 plus years, I think now at this point. And it's downtown Omaha, Mr. Toad's on 10th and Howard. They had live jazz every Sunday night and it started with, uh, Luigi Waits, you know, also another pioneer in Omaha as a teacher, educator. Like he would go, I remember meeting him for the first time, like fifth grade, and he would come to like all the Omaha public schools and do like a little thing, you know, and help educate children. And he's, he was one that like stuck in my memory for sure. But yeah, they hosted jazz every Sunday night. And it's been going on for 40 plus years now. And when the pandemic happened, you know, everything stopped nobody could go anywhere so Kethro and I were like let's just start a zoom and invite people and play records back and forth like you're at your crib I'm at my crib let's just play jazz records you know it's like Sunday night what else is anyone else doing you know and we did it and it it was crazy it started with like 20 30 people and it ended up sometimes there was like 200 people you know from all over the world and we had certain guests uh we did a a political night um but yeah we did it the whole year that nobody could go out and then as soon as the band came back to 10th and howard and mr toads we retired it we kind of barry sanders it we were like we're done we're gonna leave it on a high note Mm. so it was like it's something i'm i'm very proud of for sure is like you know because we really brought a community together Mm. we filled a void that was they can still carry that jazz night you know that they have the longest running tradition still of our long and wrong longest running jazz joint so that's amazing just connecting with the generation before you to continue it to where and then even notion of not trying to keep it for yourself no yeah it really hones in on why you did it in mm-hmm. the first place so yeah. uh, that's definitely commendable um for sure um i know you had a couple it was one time, I know y'all had a couple heavy hitter guests. Um, was it uh, Free Nationals? Yeah. Yeah, we had yeah. Kelsey on there. We had uh, Jose. Um, yeah, we've had, a, we've, had a, we've had some local cats here too. Andrew, Bailey. Mm. Uh, we did the one, it was like a vote night. It was like right before the election. We invited a bunch of candidates on, on and we kind of 
grilled them for like a minute, just asked them questions and kind of took them out of their, you know, like I can't imagine what it's like to be a politician, but being asked the same questions over and over and over and over again. We brought them into this space because like kind of made it fun and asked them like off the wall questions. Like what was, what was your favorite record when you first voted? They're like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Now you gotta have to really think like, damn. Mm-hmm. When was that? So that was <laughs> yeah. Obama's year. Yeah. What year was that? I always forget. Two thousand eight. Yep. Seven. Two thousand seven, eight. Yeah, seven. Oh yeah, we was trap or die. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Jeezy. And uh, shout out to uh, shout out to Nas. Shit, my uh, president is black. Oh, yeah. Shit, that's what I was bumping. Shit, fuck, my president is black. I was riding up and down Ames Street. Mm. But uh, I guess that's a perfect time to segue in. Um, it's nice to meet you. You too, I man. Seen you around before. Um, seeing you when you was in the basement over there at the center. Um, but as far as your name, Word is Bond. What is Word is Bond, and how did you come up with that creative name? I mean, Word is Bond is like it. I I hear it in so many hip hop songs. You know, like growing up, I, I'm I grew up in that '90s hip hop East Coast West Coast thing, and everybody every hip-hop artist that i love was saying it i'm like what does this mean you know and then i'm like stop and think it's like idiot word is bond like your word is your bond you know like and that that always like i love hip-hop i've always i grew up on hip-hop and i've always like that word always stuck with me i'm like man yeah that's it that's it for me you know and like the with the e it's because it's spelled w-e-r-d I mean, honestly, I tried to get W-O-R-T, but it just wasn't in the works. But then it was like, W-E, we emit random disturbances. So I kind of use it as an acronym for like this project. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. That's where it started. That's where it all came from. But yeah, this is based in hip hop for sure. No, that's that's dope. As far as uh, hip hop, who were some of your early influences that got you into the hip hop music scene? For sure, Biggie and Tupac, you know, Outkast, you know, Goody Mob, all, yeah, Twista, um, all that stuff. Three Six Mafia, you know, I grew up on all that stuff. And like being in Omaha, like we get to catch all that stuff from the East Coast, West Coast, Chicago, South. And it's kind of, I mean, like for sure, Master P, all that stuff I was listening to early, yeah. Yeah, nah, like like you said, being in the Midwest, we got to catch it all. Adrenaline Rush was definitely next level. Uh, we got people on our podcast who have never listened to like Tupac, Biggie, some of these yeah. artists. Yeah, so what some of the songs, like what was the first song that you listened to that made you fall in love with hip hop? honestly maybe Nas affirmative action Mm. like and it was in like this skate video and I was like yo what is this like like yeah Nas affirmative action now that's super fire because he this one right over here hasn't even listened to Nas before oh man I think that that's fire I think that's a good place to start yeah yeah I mean Nas has an album that he just dropped like last week that's up there with that album at this point I think you know like Nas is continually dropping. He did drop Nostradamus, though, but yeah. we ain't going to hold him on that. Yeah, <laughs> he did drop. And I think that'll lead me into my last question before I pass it back over to E. Uh, seeing that somebody who started off as hip-hop and love of hip-hop and seeing that you, you're an audio engineer, you then transpired over into DJ and other aspects, how important is it to constantly keep recreating yourself as a creative that's working in the music industry? Man, I always feel like if you're not learning something, like, why are you doing it? Like, you should always be learning. And, like, 
sharing sharing your information with the people that like really appreciate it too you know um so just looking at it like i i feel very very lucky to do what i do you know and travel where i travel living in omaha nebraska you know mm-hmm. and i feel like the reason i can do that is because i'm like constantly trying to learn and trying to better myself you know and i think people see that for sure the artists that i work for want to do that as well so that's dope yeah yeah man uh speaking of travel i, f- I feel like you've been like i'm like i don't know if you're on tour or you just <laughs> be moving and grooving i'm yeah. like because then I'm, if i'm not mistaken didn't you go like to new orleans I was in New Orleans for Jazz Fest. Yeah. Jazz Fest, mm-hmm. okay. I remember you were talking about wanting to get down there to do like a full New Orleans bounce night. Yeah, I, I did that. You I, did it, yeah. I did yeah. that. So, <laughs> I did that. I, I, how was that? How I mean, was okay, that? it was like, it was in the lobby of the Ace Hotel, which was like, it sounds kind of like bougie and dumb, but it was just like, it was crazy. It was really, really nuts. It was fun. There was like Jazz Fest weekend. New Orleans is just a special, special place. You know, it's like that's where jazz started, you know. So it's like the culture there is like real, you know, like they love music there, you know. So we're DJing until like four in the morning there. And, you know, it's supposed to be done at two. They're like, keep it going, keep it going. Yeah. So uh, that was a special night. I want to get into like the grimy hole in the wall spot. So in New Orleans, that's where I like to go to. Like we went to this spot out in the middle of nowhere. It was just like this artist creative. And it's like there's two different bands playing like a hip hop act and like this like singer songwriter. It was just wild. New Orleans is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like I'm, I remember getting down there and it's like music is ingrained because even down there met a guy who had one of the pioneer hip hop record labels at Smoothie King just met him and started <laughs> talking. I'm like, oh, what you know, let's connect. Um and then I know you all were in uh you were in New York. Mm-hmm. I was just in New York. Doing some work. Were you doing like engineer work or I was rehearsing, rehearsing, doing rehearsals and then we went to Mexico, did a festival. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. got another trip booked. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> My man was like, yo, I got this time and this time. But that's a testament to to where music and and honing in on your craft can take you, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of where you at. I know a lot of people here in this city get discouraged. I'm like, oh, I think I need to be over here. I need to be over here. But we have people right here who are showing, you know, that you can be still be here. The world is mobile, mm-hmm. the world is digital. Um, people see your credits, they can, you can get to where you need to get to. You don't have to leave. You can build, uh, establish yourself here at the house. You know what I'm saying? Don't mean everything has to be here, but you can create your home base, man. And I think that's good for people to know and see that. For sure. Um, I think like, I, I love being in the middle. You know, it's very, very inexpensive compared to New York or LA. I can be in New York or LA in three hours, you know, um, the opportunities aren't here, but once you kind of get in and people will fly you to where they need to be, a lot of people don't even really live in New York or LA anymore. You know, they, they do, but like people are all over the place. Starting to be Nashville, Atlanta, Mm -hmm. Austin, Minneapolis, you know, people are not in those one cities anymore. Granted, there are a lot more opportunities out there, but I don't know. It's, it's comforting to like come back home and like kind of turn it off. You know, mm. it's easier. 
to decompress here. Although sometimes I'm like complaining about the weather. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I noticed people also moving. Vegas is the new hot spot as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. before the real estate jump. Yeah. Um, but it's been, it's been a very interesting migration though. Like Nashville is getting really hot right mm-hmm. now to the point where I'm watching Nashville artists who I've been following, people from Tennessee, they're popping because of such of the, you know, the movement towards the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in, in seeing uh, where that goes. Um, as far as some of your uh, work, do you, do you work with back with some of like the up and comer engineers to work with them to try to, you know, help them hone in craft or even find new tricks of the trades for yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's all kind of, again, like it's you, you don't have to be cautious with who you share your information with, but you want to, you want to make sure that you're like giving the information to the person who's going to appreciate it, you know, mm-hmm. um, out, that's kind of my mentor taught me that, you know, and it's, it's the, everything that you want to know is out there, you know, you can find it, but it's like sharing the information is really how you're going to learn, you know, and from like a, uh, a person you can trust you learn like you learn a little bit better i think you know you have a better understanding of the situation but yeah for sure i like see a lot of young engineers out there live engineers you know we had a couple <clears throat> excuse me a couple artists opening up for us and that's the thing i love too is like when a when a young person is like wanting to learn you know like yeah. when somebody's really wanting to learn that's when you let them let them have it but when you try and teach something to somebody who's not really reciprocating it. it's more like aggressive back at you you know it's like don't tell me how to do my shit it's like all right cool you know you are yeah. correct i yeah. will not <laughs> as you continue to crash and train wreck yep. everywhere mm-hmm. you got it mm-hmm. yeah so yeah man i think like a lot of things like i mean i'm definitely not the most talented person in my skill set or my position but like having an attitude of like positive and like wanting to learn is like better than an asshole who's like the top of their game you know I, I mean like when i hire the crew that i hire i hire them for a reason you know i'm gonna be spending like six weeks with somebody in the in a room <laughs> traveling across the u.s like i have to have like to be able to have some kind of relationship with you like you know yeah other than business you know it's it's because you are a family at that point. I know the people that I tour with a lot better than a lot of my family members, you know. I mean, you're in close quarters. Mm-hmm. We're real family. We spread out now. Yeah. I saw the people in your house, but you close quarters. Mm-hmm. Y'all pissing beside each other. So <laughs> it, it is what it is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Um, I'm just thinking, is there a, anything that you want to share as far as whether it's part of your journey, especially talking to people who have an idea of what they want to do or are dabbling in like oh, i'm not sure but is there anything whether it's a word well i mean your name's word is bond is there a word that you can give to the people that are looking for that should i do it or should i not do it i think uh positive and kindness in this industry like make make a huge difference you know um having a really good attitude is it's kind it's kind of rare in the music industry especially the touring industry too it's like it's just a lot of rugged people who have just been doing that shit for like 20 years and they're like 
crusty blah 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 blah, blah. And then, like you meet somebody and you're like hey how, how you doing what's up can i can i help you can you help me do this blah 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 people are so like whoa shit this dude's nice what mm. I'm, he's not yelling at me okay cool yeah let's do this mm. i don't know it's it's weird that it's rare that it's people are nice in the music industry no <laughs> it's weird that it's rare that people are nice that's true in too it. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no i definitely feel you um i see that mick jenkins up there oh yeah man so that's a homie yeah man you know he just slid on yada man's project yeah um but i got that i'm a traveling man for concerts so mm-hmm. <clears throat> we were in iowa city so we drove i think that's why we stayed yeah that's we stayed in iowa city that night but definitely got to talk to mick and um yeah man he's super cool super chill um, that was a good show, but that was on Waves. That's one of his projects. So yeah. that's the one with your love. Yep, yep. Man, uh, what is uh, what's coming up next for you? <sighs> I'm uh, I'm going. To, I'm I'm playing Saturday here actually. Um, well, I don't know the 26th. So it'll be at 26th at the Reverb Lounge with Mary, mm. Mason Jix, uh, Kethro. Jacoby and uh, Michael. Michael, yeah, Michael. He's doing stand up, and yeah, that's Saturday. Uh, got that coming up, which is like first time I've DJed live in a minute, and I'm usually just shedding in my house. You know, Kethro and I are gonna get on some decks and see what's happening, and then I leave for South America on December third. I'll be in there for like two weeks, a week and a half, doing uh, Brazil. Argentina and Chile. So mm. yeah. And then next year, February, back to Japan. Let's go. Mm. Yeah. All from the O. All from the O. Started at Norris High School on the South Side. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What is your mascot? Redbirds? The Redbirds. Yeah. yeah. Man, Our drill team is so fire. <laughs> <laughs> so man, do not be afraid to do what you do, man. Like no. people, please don't. Like it is you can a lot of things. My man is gonna be in what he just named four countries. Yeah, four countries mm-hmm. that quick, mm-hmm. and that's within the next four months. So, mm-hmm. um, it definitely can happen, man. I mean, it took me a minute for sure. I mean, I've been doing it for a minute. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's steps networking. I think I honestly think it would be a little bit easier if I started in New York or LA, but. I'm not going to hold that against me. You know, I love Omaha. I rep Omaha. It's nice. My family's here. My friends are here. My community's here. You know, it's hard to build a community in big cities like that, like that you want, you know. Yeah, man. But I think in cities like this, you're definitely able to carve out, you know, your niche, your mold, your your identity Mm -hmm. a little easier um, than other places where it's so, so saturated. And not always saturated with, with the best it's just saturated yeah shit just be damp sometimes mm. <laughs> i mean the whole music industry to be honest is pretty pretty damp you know i heard that there's seventy thousand songs released a day something like that yeah that's, that's crazy yeah it's crazy listen i i don't want to get into the saturation <laughs> as a dj so i'll just I, I do when i say i don't want to get into it, that means i do want to get into it but the shit be do you know it's like, you know, some people say you hating them. I'm like, I'm not hating. I'm t- telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't even know what the fuck that button does. Mm. <laughs> you, you don't even know what mm. nothing is really called. 
you know what I'm saying? So it's it's I think taking the path that you take allows you to understand why and how things work. It was funny, I was just at a science conference real quick and I go to the same speaker at this science conference year after year. Mm. And his name is uh, Dr. Robert Duke. He actually teaches at the University of Texas in music theory and music. And he was talking about, he's like, how we learn and how we don't is the name of his presentation. And just talking about um, Hmm. like the process in which we understand sometimes. I think it was like completion is not comprehension. Mm -hmm. Like if we gave you a multiple to multiply uh, fractions, everybody can tell you how to multiply the fraction. You cross, flip it and multiply across, right? But if he would say, but you don't know why you did it. You don't know what was the purpose of doing it. Mm -hmm. So you don't truly comprehend what you're doing. And he said, we only understand when we get it wrong. So in cities like this, where you have to really fight and grind it out and figure it out, you get to get into the nuts and bolts of not only the machine you're working, but how and why the business is the way it is. Instead of just getting in it and saying, well, this is the business. Yeah. So you have a greater, you possibly have a greater understanding of how this shit really works as far as booking mm-hmm. i didn't even really think about it like that yeah man wow so that's my guy i gotta find i'm gonna send you his name yeah. but he teaches music theory which is crazy but he's teaching neuroscientists and stuff that we've been teaching y'all all wrong on how we learn and it's how like, we don't damn so you know I, so i don't how i you absorb all your information and what sticks and what doesn't yeah that's crazy because mm-hmm. we only learn when we get it wrong mm-hmm we got it right we don't uh, try to understand why we got it right but mm-hmm. when we get it wrong you always understand what did i do wrong what were my mistakes so it's you're supposed to get shit wrong you're supposed to go through it i've been getting shit wrong a lot when i first started for sure <laughs> we all have and guess what now you got it right yeah. you still we still getting shit still wrong get the point is we don't get it wrong sure. yep mm-hmm. i did did a show where i fucked up <laughs> 15 minutes in the show it went great <laughs> if you ask me <laughs> So, yeah, man, definitely, man, I appreciate you stopping in, dropping these jewels, man. Thank uh, you for having of, me. I love this, man. Yes, sir, man. A lot of wisdom, man. We got definitely got to chop it up, you know, outside of this just to, you know, you're a traveling man. That's something that's on our docket that we are getting ready to gear up for a lot. And just, you know, it's time to pick brains and share knowledge and information, man. That's also another thing that, like, I learned from Quincy Jones is, like, mm-hmm. you learn the most traveling, you know, traveling to places that you're never familiar with. He's like, mm-hmm. try and learn a little bit of the language, eat a local meal, and just mm-hmm. get lost. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn so much by doing those three things in, mm-hmm. a, in a foreign place. Man, yeah, man. So one thing I do is read a lot, and I actually just read Quincy Jones' last book, uh, 12 Notes on Life. Yeah creativity so that's definitely one of my recommended reads for the year uh for anybody out there who love uh knowledge and information definitely check out that quincy jones book quincy's a fool man he's like <laughs> and he was a thug shit i didn't know he was thugging oh, like that man, I said, yeah. okay quincy I, I pulled a pistol on him i said okay shit yeah yeah so yeah shout out to people like that man so yeah dope thank you for being on the show today thank bro. you for having me for sure yes, thank sir. you Yes, sir. Where can uh, the people find you at, man, so we can keep up with you? I basically just do everything on my uh, Instagram, uh, Word is Bond, W-E-R-D-I-S-B-O-N-D. I do take film photography. That's like a real hobby of mine. I have like a, everywhere I go, I have a film camera usually. So I'm like in these spots taking pictures all the time. And 
yeah that's my film photography and my instagram are like the spots that i'm at but yeah yes sir man we definitely appreciate you appreciate you for coming through man breath of fresh air man Mm -hmm. i definitely somebody who's genuine you know just you know Mm-hmm. And chill, mm-hmm. like you said, it's a lot of assholes out yeah, there. Genuine sure. and chill, like not too much to gain, so you just give anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, so I appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, man. Street saying our podcast, y'all know where to find us at. We everywhere but Apple. Mm-hmm. We gonna fix that in twenty twenty three. I've enough forgot the damn year. <laughs> shit, man. Uh, shit flying. You know, you know the crazy thing, man, is this is actually. Our young, one year anniversary show. Yeah, man. Yeah, congrats. Man, oh, yeah. Show, man. Man. Hey. One year orange. show, man. So, yeah, man. so thank you for being our first guest of officially of one year. Yeah, and we gearing up for twenty twenty three, man. Nice. Yeah, sir. We always can tell it's it's easy for us because it's gonna be whatever's right after my daughter's birthday. <laughs> so that's how we know the next the new year for the pod. But yeah, man, we definitely appreciate you, man, coming in. Uh, Man, got me ready to. It's gearing up, man. This mm-hmm. man said Japan. Japan. We got to go. We ever trying to travel across the country? Yeah, shit, shit. We getting there. We we babies in this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, man, you can find us at Streets A and R as A A N D R Streets A and R. We on everything, even YouTube, Streets A and R, Instagram, Twitter. While it's still alive, I think they gonna resurrect, <laughs> keep it alive. We don't know. Um, yeah, man. It's your host, man. Giddy Jicky with it. It's your other host, Johnny No Good. We out of here. Peace. Peace. The beats. The beats. The flow. The flow. The rhythm. The rhythm. All movement starts from the streets. Streets. Streets saying our podcast.